What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Felicia Jasmine, coming back to you live with another episode of College by Her, the podcast. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode, and happy November. It is two more months left of this year, and I just have such a great feeling about how 2019 is going to end, Um, and I hope y'all can feel the positive vibes I got going on. But anyway, y'all know we always start off with a small win, so let's get right into it. My small win is that I have been spending less time on social media. I know I have mentioned this before, but I'm definitely obsessed with the phone usage feature um, on the iPhones. And one of my November goals is actually to spend less time on social media platforms. Um, And so it's just been super dope to track that so far Um, and see the improvements I've been making. So some other small wins that people shared with us on Instagram this week was that somebody went to the fair and that was their first time ever going and they had a great time. And someone else finally did something on their to-do list that they had been putting off for weeks. Those are definitely small wins over here. Please continue to share them with us on Instagram and let's go ahead and get into something dope that I think y'all should check out this week. So the Libby app. That's Libby, L-I-B-B-Y, which I guess is kind of like a play on library, if you will. But um, the Libby app is an app for books, which I love to read for pleasure. Of course, in college, that's difficult because you're reading for classes and a million and one other things. Um, But I love to read things that I want to read. So whether that's Gabrielle Union's book, Gucci's Life Story, Becoming by Michelle Obama, whatever the book is, I like to read things that I'm interested in. Um, But the issue comes up that books are expensive, especially books that may have like the expensive hardcovers. They can be like anywhere between $20-$35. And you know, if you like a lot of people and like a lot of books, that can get very expensive. Um, So the Libby app, I absolutely love. It is free. And it is essentially the electronic version of your public library. So if you have a library card, which no worries if you don't, because it's free to get one. So you can head to your local library to get one. And this is not an ad, by the way. They should pay me. But um, if you have a library card. So, for example, I have one um, from the University City Library in Charlotte, where I'm from. And so you enter your library card into the app. It doesn't matter where you are or where the card is from. But that library, you will then have access to like everything that is in that library. So, for example, any book that is at the university library that has an electronic version is now on that app and I can go in the app and check it out. It is free, just same way the library is. So like Becoming by Michelle Obama, literally, I mean, every book that's in a library is now in the app. And so I just think it's so cool. Um, once I heard of it, I was like, why have I never heard of this? Like, why aren't people talking about this more? Um, but yeah, completely free books, completely free to download the app. There's no type of subscription, nothing. You can check out the book. And I think you keep it the same amount you would from a public library. You like return it back on the app. You can read it. You can have it set up to your Kindle. Um, they have audio books. Like, it's just really dope. So that's Libby, L-I-B-B-Y. You should definitely download that. And I think it's just nice for me personally to have the book on my phone um, because I like to read, but maybe I don't want to take the physical book everywhere. And so it goes nicely with my goal of November of spending less time on social media because if I'm somewhere like getting my hair done, waiting for my oil to be changed or just whatever, I can be on my phone and be reading a book that I want to read anyway. Um, 
and you know as opposed to scrolling on social media so it's just something that i enjoy having on my phone for the easy access but definitely check it out it's completely free do something dope for yourself this week because that is also free all right y'all so this week we are talking about time the thing that we all manage very poorly but constantly want more of very ironic but once again this week's episode um it's kind of sparked by a devotion that i read on the bible app so shout out to them again i also need to be sponsored by them um but shout out to them for coming through with just um things that i feel like are super important and that i wanted to bring onto the podcast to start a conversation around um so this specific devotional like I said was about time time management which I already wanted to talk about on the podcast and so it just kind of worked out perfectly that I read this one um specific devotional that I think really outlined some great points that I personally agree with um about time management so let's get right into it um we're gonna do like four main points today that I just wanted to talk about and see y'all's thoughts and just, you know, we can start a greater conversation about it. So the first one is setting boundaries with your time. Um, so the devotional was talking about setting clear boundaries in your schedule. So the same way we budget our money, we should definitely budget our time. And it made a cool point that I had never thought about that, you know, we can get more money, but we can't get more time and we budget our money better well some people better than we budget our time so I just thought that was interesting um but for me personally a regular routine is helpful in the whole work life balance thing and so um for some people like they wake up at the same time every day and their morning routine is kind of set they get to work or get to school or whatever at the same time and that kind of helps them set their boundaries I know for me I do Well, I guess now, naturally, just because my body is used to my work schedule, I wake up at the same time every day, even when, like, I don't have to be in the office until later, which is super frustrating because I'd be like, oh, I ain't got to go to work till 11 tomorrow. I can sleep in and my body wakes up like naturally at seven anyway. So I'd be like, girl, that was childish. But anyway, um, so yeah, for me, waking up at the same time every day helps me to set boundaries around my time. Um, and something else that has been a game changer for me, I started this in college as well, was setting a boundary um, to go home. So like, for example, me and my friends, we would go to the library and say we get in there, you know, we got all this work to do. And we're like, but we're leaving at 1130, like, period. Um, and so that boundary one, it helped us like, I guess basically stay motivated while we're in the library. Cause we're like, okay, we only have till 1130 to do this work. But also too, I just feel like it was healthy because without that, you know, we would stay in the library all night and it's like, okay, of course we're never done. So if we, you know, say we're going to stay here till we're done or stay here till we finish all our work, that's looking pretty slim. And so just kind of having that boundary of like, I'm going home at 1130, regardless of what's done, was very helpful to me. And that's something that I've carried over into my work life. Um, Because being a therapist, there is always something to be doing, um, which means I could literally be at work till nine o'clock every night if I wanted to. But I'll definitely make a boundary and say, okay, I'm leaving tonight at seven and whatever is not done is just going to have to wait until tomorrow. And that's something that has definitely changed the game for me because it's like, is my work ever done? Of course not. But if I stayed here till eight, it probably still would be done or eight thirty or nine. So it's just like 
having that end time definitely helps me. Um, and then, you know, it, uh, it lets me know that I will be able to get home and have time, you know, to decompress, talk to friends, family, do whatever. So if you don't take the time to set boundaries in your schedule, someone else will, period. So that's the first one. The second one um, is collecting your commitments. I really liked this one um, because, you know, it talked about how sometimes people, you know, we say yes to things, but we really mean no. And it just it suggested um, doing this exercise where you write down or like just think about every commitment that you've made to yourself, your friend, you know, co-workers whatever and like to look at the list and so I thought that was super interesting because I do feel like as people we often do like overcommit ourselves we tell this person we gonna call at four we done told somebody else we gonna call them at four ten when clearly both of them not happening because you know the person you calling at four gonna want to talk for an hour so it's like we just make these commitments and we overcommit ourselves and we say yes to everything um and it's like every time we fail to follow through on a commitment or we show up late or don't complete something on time it's kind of like we're you know we're not really living up to that full yes and so a lot of times we say yes more than we need to. And so by kind of doing this exercise of seeing how many things you have committed to, you're able to kind of look at that list and renegotiate anything that you're like, okay, I don't know why I told her I could pick her up from work at five o'clock every day when I get off at five o'clock. Clearly, I'm not going to be there at five o'clock. I'm going to be late every week. So and there are just so many things like that that I think we often commit ourselves to. Um, and sometimes we can forget like, oh, I did tell her I was going to have lunch with her. I did tell them I was going to study for that test with them and it's just a mess and so um you know just being able to look at those commitments all in one place I thought was very interesting and once you go through that I feel like you'll be confident to be like all right I can handle all the things that I said I was going to commit to for me personally I have a friend who um the day that we catch up we catch up on Fridays and so and this is a friend who I used to see them. We used to dance together. So I saw her basically like every day a week for like four to five hours a day. So for us to talk once a week, even that be feeling like too long. But, you know, of course, with adult life and all that other stuff, it normally works out perfectly. But that's a commitment that I have. Um, and I love that me and the friend, like we both honor that. And so even if we're like, hey, girl, I'm going to happy hour with my coworkers. I'll call you when I get home or, you know, maybe a Friday. We're both really busy. We'll catch up on that Saturday. But I just like that accountability that we have and the fact that, you know, we keep our word and that Friday, you know, phone call is our thing. And that's something I really appreciate. So that's the second thing. Collect your commitments. The third um, is to determine what's essential. And so once you like kind of are able to see like what your day entails and all these different things that you've committed yourself to is definitely an essential step in time management to see like what is essential. So um, this process, of course, like, you know, involves you looking at everything that you're involved in. What is the big picture? You know, what is the one thing that if you accomplish that would make everything else easier? I think that was that's something I read from the devotional and I thought that was like genius. Um, and so the answer to that question is probably the most essential thing you should focus on. So if there's something in your day that you're like, if I do this, the next seven hours will go smoother. 
you should probably focus on doing that because then if you don't, the next se seven hours are going to be pretty difficult. Um, and so that's just something else to think about, like what's essential in your day? What are things that, you know, you should be focusing on? Because any point in time, we all have a million and one things to do. And so just, you know, maximizing our time to think about what are the most important things, two or three things on my plate to focus on until they are complete. All right. And moving on to the last one, number four is having a plan um, for each day. And so the devotional was talking about how taking like discipline, a discipline approach to our time, which the same way like money, you know, we'll write out, oh, I got $100. I'm going out to eat. That's 20. I'm spending this. We do all of that with our money. And a lot of us don't do that, um, you know, with our day, which you know, may work for you or may not. I know for me personally, I love to plan my day, like especially on a weekend when I know I have a lot of things to do. I like to be like, okay, these are all the things I want done by noon. Like I want to have went to the gym. I want to have showered. I want to have washed the dishes. I want to have done all of this so that then by the time I'm eating my little Saturday lunch, all of that is taken care of and I can decide how I want to spend the second half of my day. That's just the way my brain works, because if I don't make a to do list and kind of have that structure, I feel very overwhelmed with all the things that I have to do. Um, but when you have like boundaries set, you collect your commitments, you see what's important, then it's time to kind of, you know, put a plan into place about how you're going to spend your day. So. Um, one thing that I love, you know, like there's a story in the Bible about it, and I know there's also some quotes by people who I do not even know their names so I'm not gonna pretend to act like I know but you know the idea of like if you don't sit down first and calculate the cost you won't know if you have enough to complete it or you won't know if you have enough money to buy it that's one thing my dad was super big on when it came to us buying stuff and he's like you know you need to factor in tax you need to factor in all this stuff because when you know when you're little you know you think something is ten dollars is ten dollars but it's really eleven something and he would just he just really drilled that lesson into us so I feel like it's ingrained in me to a fault but anyway um you know it's important to calculate the cost like do you have enough time to complete all the things in the day that you want to complete? And so it's just kind of like, what does that look like for you practically? So for me, at the end of every workday, um, I take like five minutes to write a to-do list for the next day. And so this literally helps me because one, when I come into work the next morning, I don't have to like focus and be like, okay, what do I need to do today? So I actually love that because when I get into work, most of the time I'm coming in with like my breakfast, my like coffee or whatever I have. I'm coming in, getting settled. And it's just not the first thing I want to do is be overwhelmed by, with like, oh my gosh, what do I have to do? Whereas if I wrote that to-do list the night before I left the office, it's just already there on my desk. And I'm like, oh, this is what I'm doing. And so that's super good for me. I kind of did that in college as well as far as like, okay, I'm about to go to sleep, but I know tomorrow I need to finish that paper, send that email, read this thing. And it's just nice to have that before the day even gets there. So I just know what my day looks like. So that's something that I do. Once again, that may work for you. It may not, but um, it just helped me because I didn't like wasting time in the morning trying to figure out what my day should look like. Um, and so it just allows me to get right into the execution part. And so um, when planning out days, you know, a lot of times we underestimate what we can accomplish in um, 
like a 24 hour period. And so human nature is to overestimate what we can accomplish in a given time period. But simply like being aware of, you know, everything that you have going on for that day, you know, how fast you work or how you like to get things done will kind of help you make those decisions about your time. So I know, for example, once again, this goes right back into, um, my November goal of less social media time. So for me, I feel like the idea that I have in my mind of like how many things I can get done in the day or like, you know, just how productive I can be. Um, you, it was like pretty low because I don't know, like, I just feel like I just thought like, oh, I can only do like this or I can only really get that done. But once I realized how much of my time I was on like social media, it's like that's three, four hours of my day. And I thought I couldn't get two tasks done. It's like, yes, you can. That's a whole extra four hours right there. And so for me, I just think it was it was something interesting to think about as far as what do I think I can accomplish in a day and what can I actually accomplish in a day? Um, and all of this too is to say, you know, resting and all of that is important. So I personally don't implement this, you know, seven days a week, 365 days a year. There are days when I wake up and I'm like, I'm doing absolutely nothing. I don't have no plan. I just want to spend the whole day with my friend or I don't whatever. And that is perfectly fine. I feel like you need that balance. So I am by no means like co-signing that for the rest of every day of your life. You have every hour planned out. Um, But what I am saying is that, you know, sometimes maybe some seasons, some weeks, a specific class, whatever, you do need to get more like you know, focus on to how it is that you're managing your time. I know for me, work is one of those, like work is a place where my time does need to be managed by like the hour to-do list. It needs to be very productive. Whereas, you know, obviously on the weekends or just outside of work, I'm able to, you know, plan more loosely or sometimes not plan at all. And it just all goes with the balance of life. So yeah, that was a lot that I just threw at y'all. Um, really quick to recap, we talked about setting boundaries with your time, collecting all of your commitments, determining what was essential, and then like planning the day. That was um, super loaded. And so I share my personal experiences with y'all, of course. Um, but you know that you all have the power to make all the decisions for yourself because that's what we always say about your college experience. It's up to you and that's exactly what the beauty of college is. You create your own journey. And so I just hope that y'all enjoyed hearing about different strategies or ways to manage your time, different ways to help you manage your time. And I hope this week you took something away from the episode and that you decide to implement it in the weeks to come. If so, let us know by sliding in to our dms on instagram about how y'all like the episode let us know what you thought thank you so much for tuning in please be sure to support college by her by purchasing one of our new journals that are super cute the link to that is in our bio on instagram um you can become a part of our community and get our bomb emails also dm us on instagram and follow us subscribe to this podcast share with a friend do all of that good stuff i appreciate y'all so much for listening and i cannot wait to talk to y'all next week bye